0: This is a good IPA,
1: solid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's a good one. Uh, was that Hops Rising from Squatters? That's the like nine percenter. That'll kick you in the teeth.
0: That's not necessarily why I'm drinking IPAs though. No. Like it needs to taste good. Yeah. Like I'm I'm generally against things that taste bad.
1: Hops Rising is pretty good. It's not uh... a <laughs> Um it's like strong drink, but it's not like super strong. Like you wouldn't expect it to be it tastes pretty good considering. I'll put it that way.
0: All right. It
1: tastes a little hoppy, but not too bad.
0: Okay, cool. Maybe I'll keep that part in as a cold open. All right. Here we go. In three, two, one. hello and welcome back to another edition of the end zone podcast as i just lost my air my airpods just exploded they were like god eric you are so loud why why did you start that way uh we just recorded a marathon two-hour college football deep dive so if you're interested in that go check that out this good is job a job by you good, good job by you uh it's uh This is what this podcast is. I've had one IPA. I am slightly, you know, not slightly tipsy because I can handle my liquor. You know, I'm a man like that. Um, But this will vary. This is not an NFL podcast about the championship games. It's just not. We'll talk about some Super Bowl storylines at the very, very end. Brian, I hope you and me can reconvene. I like to get out three shows. On Super Bowl week, if I can, perhaps next week, can you and I get together and do a Super Bowl storylines post media night uh, extravaganza where we talk where we talk a uh, big game in, in depth, and that I think will help me get to my uh, requisite three three podcasts for for Super Bowl week.
1: Hundred percent, count me in. The good news is I'm finally moved, so I'm stable, and then I got my my stuff set up at, at the other studio so we got we got dual studio actions i'm ready to roll
0: hell yeah uh this is going to be a fun episode and in fact the, the fact we have just we will have you i will need you to put on a timer we will have a two minute and 30 second super bowl corner at the very end but until that time i'm going to steal from the great around the nfl by yes this is going to be our don't say Super Bowl episode. So let's let's just forget about the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the upcoming offseason. Let's talk about all the storylines that are coming up. Let's talk about all these coaching hires that have happened over the past few days. Let's dive really deep into that. We will have the the crew of YB and, and Brock and Mason tomorrow to dive into what happened in these championship games. We'll we'll get to a little bit more x's and o's and storylines coming out of those but let's just talk about what's coming up here over the next few months so that people can come back and like if you don't want to listen to this right now because you don't care and you're taking a week off football good Come come back to this come back to this in, in in on on february 24th when you're like damn i, I wish there was football on right now and and you just want to come back and listen because
1: yeah, president's sure day weekend home. right you're you're sitting around you don't know what to do on a monday you haven't had football for a while
0: yeah yeah i'm I, I sure as hell i'm not doing a podcast in february no. so so you uh you know you, you can talk be... about
1: hobbies in february yeah uh, yeah whatever uh, those are
0: yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna rediscover my personal life. Hot
1: yeah, bees. now,
0: now of course that will become my hobby of NBA podcasting, and I might, you know, throw on a little NHL podcasting if I can get someone to talk, come talk with me about that. But there will be no football podcasting done. I'm in trying the month to be a time.
1: hockey guy, so I'm trying to diversify my sport interests. You talked about like what are we gonna do in the off season? I love lacrosse. Lacrosse will be on the table. I'm trying to be a hockey guy. This one's gonna shock you. I'm actually getting into professional surfing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. There is a tremendous documentary on Amazon Prime. I believe the, the official title is Surf Girl Hawaii, and they follow four or five professional uh, women surfers. I am obsessed. And it, like, it, like at first, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Girls surfing in Hawaii. I wonder why Brian's watching that. These girls are amazing, competitive, fierce watching them surf you're just like oh my gosh these are athletes they do things on surfboards that i like i can't even make those movements on on flat ground it is awesome highly recommend it uh they did a great job casting it anyways i need to stop talking about that but we're diversifying man that's what the offseason is for right we're 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 flexing our sport muscles like we're patrick mahomes
0: you know what i kind of want to watch even though it's kind of terrible and the owner's kind of terrible. You know, it might be more we Oh my god, I want to get into UFC. Do it. Do I, it. Dude, I want to watch. UFC needs
1: Ma- good fans like you though. That's the thing.
0: Like I wanna this- watch the McGregor fight. That's what I want to watch. I want to watch the McGregor fight. Eventually, and if
1: that I just to off. And
0: if and if, and and if I just watch one combat sport this year, I want to I wanted to watch for Royal Rumble. I didn't that was dumb of me i should have i want to watch wrestlemania this year and i want to watch a ufc and i want to watch conor mcgregor and if i watch those i'll have my combat sports fix but yeah that's that's my that's my expanded sports goals so by the way i will give you my espn plus sign and
1: there's plenty of hockey bear um we're good we got it oh. like i've been watching i've been watching i watched stars flyers the other night i have no tie to either of those teams uh, very cool. We could do a
0: very casual, and uh, maybe we, maybe you and me. We're are gonna good.
1: flip the roles. You're gonna teach me to hockey, and it'll Maybe be great. I'll teach you how to hockey, okay. bro. Yeah, I yeah you about Shorzy. You can teach me about actual hockey.
0: Yes, that's absolutely. I I have not watched Shorzy. I'm a Letterkenny de- v- devotee, but I have not watched Shorzy. Is Shorzy better or worse than Letterkenny? Uh,
1: different. I think in some ways it's better because it is just it is cut and dried hockey stuff, and I love that aspect of it. Letter Kenny is is always going to be the goat. To yeah. be fair. to be fair, to be fair,
0: and that's what I appreciate about you. Jesus. Is that what you appreciate about me? You remind me of Squirly Dan. You really do, my man.
1: that um, element to me.
0: He's got that element nice. to him. All right. And finish letter Kenny. That's oh, this was a good. So this is what I wanted our cold open to be. What like what are we catching up on? this not sports in the off season. I have a I have a show list. Let me read you my show list really quick, of shows I must watch this off season to become a better you know, a
1: better uh, not an individual. A better that's render. another details. That's another. One. I could throw. I got all sorts of things at you. If you're not watching uh, Masters of the Air. That's another great one so far. I'm really in, in, invested in that one. We're into the off season right now where I can actually devote time towards getting caught up on all the shows that I haven't seen or haven't watched Uh reservation dogs, man, I dude, I, if I you think, ever watched Atlanta, you need to watch it. Reservation dogs.
0: Okay. I've watched a little bit of Atlanta, but I mm-hmm. just recently got to sign in for ads free Hulu. So I think I need to go rewatch Atlanta. Man. Okay. Uh, here, here are my uh, here are my shows. Self reliance, uh, just uh saw keep seeing ads for it on Instagram reels. It has Nick from New Girls is is like the oh, main yeah protagonist guy. I'm very interested
1: in that. Two,
0: this that's is coming movie,
1: out. So that's a good. That's an easy. That's an easy hour and a half right there.
0: Yeah, coming back. This is going to be the one that I think will be hard to keep up with. Because it will be long, but Shogun, Shogun, I am very interested to see that. Um, and then a bunch of old shows that I haven't watched. The boys need to watch that. I, yep. I, I, it's it's to the At point the where seasons, yeah. it's it's to the point where football fans use those memes so much. I need to understand what they mean.
1: You need to know to, why Homelander is Homelander.
0: Yeah, two Game of Thrones. I still haven't seen Game of Thrones. I need to watch Game of Thrones at some point. Wow. That's, I I still that might, not that
1: might be your dark room right there. Something yeah,
0: I still have not seen Game of Thrones for a
1: month and watch Game of Thrones.
0: I need to watch Game of Thrones. The new season of Fargo, it's got John Hamm. Sign me up.
1: With Pierce Nipples, no less. Yeah. I don't know why and, I'm excited uh, about that, but that is dedication to a role.
0: And finish up Letter Kenny, and then I just added Masters of the Air. And I think I don't think I can do much more than that. I have a hard time watching shows, dude. I'm part of a generation that is the attention span has been ruined. The only thing I can really do is sip through sports games. Everything else I get bored after 10 minutes. Um I am watching Percy Jackson though,
1: hmm. which is on Disney
0: Plus. On Disney Plus because I read all the books. And I typically don't use Disney Plus or like it, but I think Percy Jackson is a good show. All right. Get us into the football. You have five questions. Go. I do.
1: Question number one. Who wins coach of the year in 2024? Who wins coach of the year? Hmm.
0: I got to look. I don't know off the top of my head. Coaching list? You stumped me on this. Who are the finalists? Right That's come out. Hasn't it?
1: Here. No, I I'm talking for next season, not for, for the tomorrow. Oh,
0: oh yeah. thank God. I was like, oh, you're gonna ask me about this year. i oh, kind of I, mentally
1: I, I, I think you've got like a lot of choice. I think John Harbaugh is probably the you know, Harbaugh maybe uh
0: No, next year? Hmm, interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: I think well, usually it's guys that turn around deserted franchises. Mm. It depends, and we'll talk about them in a little bit. So I don't want to go into too much depth. But if he gets a quarterback, maybe Raheem Morris. Maybe. Uh, I could also say, hmm, Zach Taylor, if the Bengals bounce mm. back, I like that, that. Can, that could be an interesting one.
1: Answer. I like Zach Taylor a lot.
0: I also think
1: that...
0: A? The one thing everyone forgets is Anthony Richardson is a person that still exists. Mm-hmm. And if he comes back and consistently puts up what he looked like his rookie season was going to... Like Shane Steichen was damn close this year. He could, he could be there next year.
1: Yeah, there's a good argument for Steichen. I agree with you on that one.
0: Um... But yeah, those those would be my top three candidates.
1: So not Mike McCarthy then?
0: No. Not on not the Mike. list. Not on the list.
1: <laughs> Just missed the list.
0: Mike Just starts. missed the list. Just missed. Matt LaFleur? Mm. I think it's going to be hard for him because I think people have come around on Jordan Love. Like
1: Okay, so you think the expectations are in the water now? Huh? Yeah. Okay. I... I... I don't disagree with that. I think you're right. Like he is he has set himself up for expectations, without a doubt. Uh let's move on to the second question, because I think it kind of plays into this. What is the most likely trade candidate slash team to make a splashy trade in the offseason?
0: Hmm. Splashy trade. All right. Well, splashy trade, you gotta have assets. Don't know a ton about asset wise. Bears have a lot of assets. They do. They really do. But you also got to have cap space, which the Tennessee Titans have a lot of. And they have a new coach. So maybe the Titans. The Colts also have a ton of cap space. And if they want to buy into Anthony Richardson, if some wide receiver one gets disgruntled, that seems like another team that could make a swing. Let's see... The Arizona Cardinals, Mike they Evans? have a...
1: Mike Evans to Indianapolis?
0: Well, he he's a free agent, actually. So... That's true. Uh, Good point. So... Maybe Stephon uh, Diggs? Oh, maybe Stephon Diggs. Who knows? Who knows? Um, the Los Angeles Rams, Sneaky have a lot of draft assets this year for the first time. Right. And their rebuild kind of came along faster than people expected. and it's. If they say that like, okay, we don't know how much longer Matthew Stafford is going to remain healthy and playing like a top five quarterback, which he did down the stretch, maybe they get really aggressive and trade for some defensive pieces and say, Oh yeah, look at us. We're right back to being a Super Bowl contender. So I feel like that's a good one. For Rams wouldn't track me at all. Les Snead likes to deal.
1: Yes. Well, and, and Les Sneed has done it before, right? Where I think, they like like you said, they did a good job of rebuilding on the fly, got a good, good amount of young talent in there. Maybe they don't need all the draft capital, so maybe they do make some moves. That'll be interesting. Next question for Eric. Dan Campbell gets to wrestle a bear for one defensive player. Who wins between Campbell and the bear, and what player does Dan Campbell get?
0: You lost me with that question. I'm so confused.
1: So Dan Campbell
0: is Dan fighting Campbell a gets defensive. to wrestle the bear, oh.
1: and he can pick one defensive player from any team to come play for the Lions. Who wins between Campbell and the bear, and what player is he picking?
0: Ooh. Dan Campbell seems like the kind of guy that could survive a bear attack. Yes, uh, he'd be maimed, but he could survive He's a bear a attack.
1: Kneecap. I think his his strategy would be to put in as much dip as possible and then spit that dip in the eyes of the bear and go from there and and just try to blind and scare the bear off. Damn. Because we know he can handle a good amount of dip.
0: I think he'd go. I think he'd go for. I think he'd go for Aaron Donald. Like, I I think. Ooh, really? I I think he'd go for Aaron Donald. Like, okay. he, he wants, he's a, guy, he's a coach, but people want to say that, you know, he's this analytic starling, but he is also a football coach. He wants to stop the run. He wants to be strong in the trenches. They have the best offensive line in the league. If they added Aaron Donald to Aiden Hutchinson, you very quickly have one of the best defensive lines in the league as well.
1: It is astonishing how much, when we talk, especially when we talk about offensive line play, it's astonishing how much of a difference one guy can make and the two teams that i'm referencing in regards to this are the san francisco 49ers who turned into an elite offensive line when trent williams joined up and now seeing the detroit lions become an elite offensive line primarily because of panay sewell right like like those high-end elite guys who just do think i think philadelphia very similar to that as well with jason kelsey having one of those guys on your unit can actually be be transformed i think that's yep. very interesting i also think it's true about defensive line my pick was going to be miles garrett but aaron donald may be the better choice because i think a rebirth a renaissance in detroit for him that could be massive
0: mm-hmm.
1: not michael parsons
0: no no i still think aaron donald just got triple teamed every play this year like that's that's how they stopped him They said, oh, you don't really – you have Byron Young, and, like, we'll we'll let him go one-on-one, and he'll have a good season because of it. But, like, they triple-teamed him this year. He never saw anything less than a double-team. And he still had a pretty disruptive season.
1: Yeah, he's still one of the best. He's not the best hands down, but he's still one of the best in the league. And maybe he is the best on the right roster. I don't know. What was the best coaching hire so far?
0: Dude, I, I like Raheem Morris. We're going right. to get to the Falcons in a second. But, like, he's a McVay guy. He was also on the Shanahan staff coaching wide receivers when they went to the Super Bowl. He bought Zach Robinson, who was the hot shot OC guy, with him. Sneaky. That Atlanta defense was really good this year. They have a lot of really good players on their defensive roster. I think Raheem Morris can make them that much better. They truly do feel like a team that's a quarterback away, and, and we'll get to them in a little bit, and maybe we can. They're one of your seven teams, so let's just talk about them now. I think they're fascinating. If they get a quarterback, I would easily pick them to win the division. I think they're a very talented roster with really good, a really good staff, but you cannot roll out Desmond Ritter again. You have to find something no, absolutely.
1: else. Absolutely, yeah. or T- Taylor Heineke. Yeah, that that experiment is done. I think the curiosity. I think Raheem Morris is a good hire as well. I think that's very evident. I think we're starting to see these guys that have first year stints in bad situations that get you know another opportunity to go coach typically do well. Todd Bowles, great example. I, you know, it started off a little rocky, but the Bucks. I mean, they, they were a legitimate playoff team. They gave, you know, they knocked off Philadelphia, you know, and, and you can say that, that some of that was because of Philadelphia. They still went out and won the game, man, and and I think Todd Bowles has proven himself to be a reliable NFL head coach. Is he going to be the best of the best elite? Not right now, but maybe he will down the road. And and you know, as much as emphasis we play on coaching, place on coaching in the NFL, it doesn't always equate to you have to be the best coach in order to win, right? um and maybe i am crossing myself up because i'm starting to think of all the super bowl winning coaches and they're all pretty damn good but uh i think raheem morris can can be a great coach i really do i think you're i think the two questions are who do they get to play quarterback cough cough justin fields and can they can the front office get out of the way enough to allow that team to be functional because i think that's a bigger problem right and and if if I think if if you're
0: the, Falcons the front and office has a done a really good job constructing a solid roster outside of quarterback,
1: outside of quarterback. Right. And, and that's been the continuous hole ever since Matt Ryan, you know? And, and so either, you didn't have a successor in place, which goes to the green Bay Packers. They sure have figured out how to do that correctly. Uh, so you didn't have that plan in place in order to continue doing this and or now you're in no man's land. Where do you go get somebody that's a veteran quarterback? Do you draft somebody in in this one? Like like they're in a real conundrum in that regards. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm curious. I do think that Justin Fields for the Falcons is the is a, is a great move. But I'm hesitant to do that if I'm the Bears. Yeah, yeah. You'd so have to give I, up a I, lot. Yeah. Well. Not only that, but it's just like, I, 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 and we can talk about this because the Bears are on the list too. I don't know what you do if you're the Bears because Caleb Williams is the guy, you know? Let's, here, before we get too deep into this, my last question for you is Kirk Cousins for Tua straight up who says no?
0: Hmm. Nobody. I think that's I- a... It's a solid plan. Oh, Kirk Cousins' contract restrictions. He's a free agent.
1: Ah, okay. Well, there you
0: go. You never. Uh, you do have to ask me. What's your quarterback list? <laughs>
1: right. Right. Sorry. Let me. Let me. Uh. Let me rephrase my 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 uh my freebie question. Um. What's your quarterback preference? For the Denver Broncos going forward.
0: All right, I've said this before. If they roll out Jared Stidham and tell me to root for bad next year, I won't. I just simply will not. I will Thank not. not. Yeah. I, I will. I will not put up with that fucking nonsense. Um, here, here are here are uh five acceptable players. Uh, Bo Nix, Baker Mayfield, Jameis Winston, Kirk Cousins. And let's see who else. I think Michael Penix. Anyone that's not those guys, I have no interest in. If if you toss me, if J.J. McCarthy is a person I have to care about, I mean, J.J. McCarthy is an awful quarterback. Like, I, this is something I want to get ahead of early. I know we just talked about this on 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 uh, on on the college show, and you had a lot of praise for JJ McCarthy, and I understand he is not going to be a good NFL quarterback.
1: I he has accu- the that he made big plays when he had to make big plays. I don't know that I love JJ M- McCarthy the quarterback either. Like, there's an awful lot of touching grass going on with him.
0: Yeah, he has awful accuracy. He mm-hmm. is. He's just blah. I don't want him. Don't touch him with a 10-foot pole. Give me Nix or Michael Penix.
1: I say, but, I, but if those you want are a my good friends. result for JJ McCarthy, send JJ McCarthy to Miami. Sure. Yeah. You know, let him hang around, learn, let him, McDaniel bond and do whatever it is they need to do. But but no, don't put him into a role where he has to go be the guy because he's not ready for it. And I don't know that he's going to get there.
0: And you Maybe. may be saying, well, is Jameis Winston a guy, Eric? Absolutely not. But Jameis Winston would be the most fun Broncos quarterback since Case Keenum. And Case Keenum wasn't very fun. But I think Jameis Winston would be a fun Broncos quarterback. And all oh, I he's
1: want is... definitely going to give you a ride.
0: <laughs> and, and all I want is for it to be fun. Because I I, I just want it for it to be fun. I, I'm under no delusion. We're not winning the Super Bowl with him in the next decade. Yeah. Ah. Like we're, we're, we're dude, we play in the division of Patrick Mahomes and the conference of uh, Patrick Mahomes.
1: Fair is fair. I I, we, I think the unique part about we, it though is is that it's hard to find a team that had a bigger turnaround defensively than the Broncos. And that defense yeah. at the end of the year was light lights out good.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's true. But the problem is 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 it comes back to the offense, right? And and You know, can Sean Payton get a guy that can run his system? Because that's clearly all Sean Payton wants.
0: Okay, let's talk about your seven teams.
1: I want to see Jameis in Denver, too.
0: Yeah, that'd be so much fun.
1: (laughs) Every Uh, would be must watch.
0: Yeah, yeah. I want to see him
1: show up with his briefcase that's empty again.
0: All right. Seven teams you're most excited to watch this offseason. Let's start from the top and go down. One, Lions, can't disagree, had a great NFC Ben Johnson is
1: going to stay with them, right?
0: Like, Yep, Ben Johnson is going to stay. It feels like their offense is set. I would not touch the offensive side of the ball. You have a lot of stuff there. Go draft a cornerback. Go get your secondary beefed up. Go draft an edge rusher. Come back next year, have contend, be a contender, and I, I think they will be if if they address their needs on the defensive side of the ball. Dolphins, I have uh, just some some various notes here on on each on each of these, and uh,
1: yeah, especially like the one you put in parentheses on the Chopin.
0: Uh, on the on the, on the document, I'm just going to run through all of these, and then we can focus on what you want to talk about the most. Let me soliloquize and just go here. Do you have the Dolphins? In parentheses, cap hell. Like, I know the salary cap doesn't exist, but they are in cap hell. No team has a worse situation than them than the Denver Broncos, who are really in cap hell. Although we just hired Mickey Loomis's best friend, so the cap no longer exists for the Denver Broncos, so that's sweet.
1: But Not only that, but you're going to get a lot of those sneaky good draft picks that the Saints have had all along, right? Those absolutely.
0: Uh, but the Dolphins are in cap So that's not great. I'm I'm not a huge fan of that. They're in cap hell. They, they don't have really much they can do except run it back and maybe get some more weapons. Who knows? But they're in cap hell. I don't like that. The Vikings. They're in flux. How much do you believe in Jaron Hall slash, slash Nick Mullins? Are you tossing this year up to be a rebuild year? Because if you look, like Brian Flores made that defense formidable. They have some pieces defensively. Justin Jefferson is still a top three NFL wide receiver, if not the best. Jordan Addison was a revelation. You know, TJ Hawkinson's a pretty good tight end. Baird line wasn't bad last year. When Kirk Cousins was playing, This offense made him look like a top five quarterback. And now are you going to let him walk out the door? Probably. But like, what are you going to go to? Are you going to go to Jaron Hall slash Nick Mullins? Because you didn't see anything from Jaron Hall. And he got hurt, which has been the story of his entire career. And Nick Mullins was fun, but you turned away from him the second he had a bad game. And then it's like, okay, are we going with Josh Jobs? But they're not really in a position to draft like Bear a Prime, like Bear Another Prime, like Penix Knicks type situation to me. I'll be interested to see how that plays out. Uh, the Bears, they'll ruin Caleb Williams. Pretty convinced about that. I've decided to take this stance throughout draft, Brian. Uh, everyone's going to hype up to me how great Caleb Williams is. Everyone's going to say he's the next Patrick Mahomes. And I'll say, yeah, sure, fine. But the the Bears have literally never had a good quarterback. It is an organizational failure of theirs. They are a failed organization. They have bad ownership. They stuck with Matt Eberflus. No matter what, I'm going to pick the Bears to fail, no matter who they have at quarterback. They will fail. They will be a bad team because they are a bad team. They are run by a bad owner. They have a bad GM, and they have a bad coach. So, yeah. I'm I'm not interested in the Bears. I don't know why you have them on this list. They're the Bears. They're not going to change. They're bad. Please disillusion yourself, Brad. And I don't want you to get your heart broken. That one is, was the one I was the most concerned by because everyone's going to fall for this. Oh my God! Huge star in Chicago. Big premier market. Historic team. Yeah, right, dude. He's not going to do well in Chicago because he'll get either hit by a bus, which will suck or he'll just suck because that's what bears quarterbacks do because the system's not good because the organization isn't good because it's, it's fundamentally flawed.
1: I would argue but, that drafting Caleb Williams is essentially hitting the reset button on the rebuilding project. And that's a, that's a a ready loaded roster that can compete. You had multiple pro bowlers. You had the highest rated CB in the NFL this year in Jalen Johnson, right? Like that's a defense. That's good. You have a ton of draft picks, you have an opportunity to go out and get a ton of draft capital by trading that first pick. Right? Like, I, I just and everybody's gonna tell you, yes, the talent for Caleb's Caleb Williams is there. And and there is an argument that like the weather was miserable in Buffalo and it didn't matter because Patrick Mahomes has the arm that he can just cut through it all. And if you play in the Windy City, that's exactly what you want. And and you made the point that the Bears have never had an elite franchise level top three top five quarterback and i don't know that justin fields is ever going to be that guy i just i have some doubts you know but damn he did a good job of leading that franchise as a young guy taking responsibility there's a lot we talked about it i believe it was you me and bradford uh that matt eberflus deserved to walk out the door and never come back after like game three or four when they got the almost loss of the broncos right Things really turned around for that franchise. And so, all this is to say, are you willing to hit the reset button on all of that for one guy who, who generationally has the kind of physical talent that everybody wants right now? But there are a lot of, I want to say, question marks, unknowns in regards to Caleb Williams and how everything else shakes out does does Caleb Williams want to be in Chicago does his dad want him to be in Chicago how does he work out in the locker room because this guy's been the biggest star for a long long time how does that work out in Chicago how does he handle himself in an NFL locker room after two years with five different agents they're just Caleb Williams is as sure a thing as we've had in a long long time He's not a sure thing, and then I'll just leave it at that. And and you and I had two years. You spent the entire season watching every single game of Caleb Williams. You can the, the physical talent is there, right? It's it, everything that you and I'm trying to I'm trying to remember how uh, how Ryan Rosillo said this, the stuff you can't teach. It's all there with Williams, so you don't have to worry about the stuff that you can teach, right? But it's still a factor. So I, I like for me that's part of why the Bears are so interesting and and if they do end up committing to Caleb Williams, what do they do with Justin Fields and the rest of that roster? Because you bet you got to start turning and burning, right? Yeah, I mean you can't keep keep some of those guys around, you know. I don't know, Dolphins, Lions. I think those are teams that kind of like put their put their stakes in the ground and said, "Hey, we're something to be be dealt with." You're right, the Dolphins are in cap hell. They'll probably find their way out of it. But how good are they going to be now that they kind of put put this label on their back that we can beat the tar out of all the the decent teams, but we can't face off against the great teams, you know? And and how does, how does McDaniel, who I think still is, you know, a a rising star, how does he transcend into the next level as a head coach and for the Lions, it's, you mentioned it, there's plenty of holes. They've got to level up once more. They got to, they got to create consistency, you know, consistency. And I think, it was great. It was a great story to get to where they're at. Now comes the real hard part maintaining consistency, all that kind of stuff. You know? And then the Falcons, yeah. I think that the, Q, the QB question, I mean, there's so many questions around all these teams. I think, you know, there's always NFL questions. Like, I I, you know, I probably could have thrown the Jets on here, but man, I think we're all sick of the Jets, you know. But I think the Bucks. you know, the Bucks is a team that you and I haven't really talked about a lot. The Saints. Saints are a really curious team for me because those are two teams that were neck and neck right up until the end of the season. Where did the saints go from here? Oh, kind of man's land too. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, they should have fired Dennis Allen because he's they not have. really, they did. He's, I don't get it. He's not really a good head coach. Um, Mickey Loomis is kind of taking them hostage. Uh, which is very interesting. He's some of that like, is ownership
1: related too, right? Like, like,
0: yeah, Gail doesn't really want to fire anyone either. I'm very close with some Saints fans, the Saints Twitter podcast, which is now the Saints block party podcast, but they hate the direction of a franchise, which I don't blame them. Um, but some things are indisputable. They did have a fantastic last month of the season offensively, but they also played trash cans that he quit. So They've
1: also developed some elite, like Rashid, Rashid Shaheed, kind Very of solid. A good weapon right like that's the weird part alvin kamara who we question marks about he kind of worked his way back into that conversation i felt like it i don't know man like, it's just these teams are the ones that like i puzzle over like and everybody else is going to obsess over the teams at the top and i think we kind of know who's going to be at the top next year it's going to be chiefs ravens niners and whomever else you know detroit and packers are going to play a role Every team that finishes the playoffs well, I think, is, is very well positioned to be successful. It's these middle of the pack teams. You know, I'd, I'd even throw the Tennessee Titans on there. It's one of those teams.
0: Yeah. I think the team I was most interested in that you put on here was the Buccaneers because I think Jason Light got in his own way a little bit. He had a very conscious decision to make last year Do I tear this down or do I try to rebuild on the fly? And he said, Okay, I'll try to rebuild on the fly, but it's almost like he didn't believe in his own plan well enough, because he only gave Baker Mayfield a one-year contract, and he only and he didn't extend Mike Evans. No.
1: and that and, was a huge mistake. Because when I was thinking extended, it was like, all right, well I'm out. He basically thanked him. And so
0: Bay- now you're okay. going to have to give Baker Mayfield a huge contract. Which is going to limit the way you can build your team. And his best weapon might not want to even deal with you. And then you can say, okay, well, we'll use the franchise tag. But it might make more sense to use the franchise tag on Baker. And say, Baker, prove to me one more year. And then we'll we'll go the Kirk Cousins route. But, like, there's also a chance that he just says, all right. We did what we did. We got to the divisional round. There's also a chance that he just says, all right, I have good job security. I might as well just go to the owner and say, hey, we don't have Tom Brady anymore. Like, our our OC just left. Like, let's just clean house. Let's just rebuild this roster this offseason. Let's tank next year and let's go for a new quarterback. And they could still do that. They're in a very difficult situation where right now they're good enough to win the NFC South, but what else are they good enough to do?
1: Yeah, well, And this goes to your point about the college football podcast. That means nothing in the NFL if you're good enough to win your division. You're trying to compete for a Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? Like like this is a great example at that point. And the
0: defensive pieces that you bet on that you said, hey, Levante David, I want you to come back We still believe we're in that window. They regressed. They regressed big time. Levante David was not good this year. Like, they have some serious defensive holes now of guys that weren't questions before because they're just getting older and they've regressed because this window's passed. So it's a very interesting team to see what they're going to do. I agree. To me, that's the team on your list I'm most intrigued by because I have no idea which direction they're going to go, but I'm fascinated by it
1: i am too because you, you and you made the point that they're gonna have to pay baker one way or another i i think you're right that's the guy you got a franchise tag and as good as mike evans has been he's a 10-year nfl veteran right yeah and i think that there is enough young talent in that wide receiver room like chris godwin's seven years in the league i think he's still good enough I, he's not a free agent right i should have done more homework on that keem jarrett you know uh I think there's some interesting young talent there. Trey Palmer, David Moore. We'll see oh, what happens. Oh, Devin
0: Tompkins contributed Devin Tompkins, a little bit yeah. to that wide receiver room.
1: Which, not surprising, because you and I saw him play at Utah State enough to know Absolutely. that Absolutely. I'm shocked he did talent.
0: it in the NFL, though, with his size. I am yeah. shocked by that. Uh,
1: fair, fair. Um, But, you know, I think we are seeing that there are roles for guys that are a little bit more – shifty in that, that that twitchy phase, but kate otten tanner Tuwala, i think those are two guys the tight end position that that a good tight end as we've seen can be so valuable to quarterbacks right you know i i, I think if you're going to be a, a hall of famer you better find somebody at tight end to be your best friend because that's a, a pretty good recipe that being said uh you know and rashad white like that's a guy that i really like what they did offensively with him can they keep doing that now with canales going to carolina like th- th- this is a team that they won a playoff game this year in addition to winning their division they were not a super bowl contender i think we all knew that and that proved to be and they got
0: damn the, the other thing is they're one bad baker throw away from being right in that game and being in the conference title game that's they true. were very close that's
1: true it, and 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 detroit was kind of gripping at that point like so like man, that team, like, like can you get this roster to that point, right? Because there is talent there. uh. Man. And there's some names on there, too. Like, they don't have a superstar on defense, but that offensive line, and they kind of got beat up against Detroit a little bit, but, like, I really like the potential for the offensive line going forward. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we like Kristen Worf's
0: had a bounce back here. He did. mm -hmm. He played really well at tackle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, believe he switched sides too, right? They ended up playing mostly primarily the left side this year. Doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, I love Worf's. I think he's going to be really good. Um, I think he continue. he'll continue to, to evolve and grow. Another one of those homegrown Iowa boys. So, like, but you know, I think the interesting part about this list, if you look at it, there's only one team from the list from my teams that's replacing their head coach. And that's been a major, a major storyline for a lot of the teams and a lot of the other teams in the NFL.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about them head coaching changes. Um, did you, I want did to you talk...
1: think that Ben Johnson turned down job offers? Yeah, he
0: did. I mean, that, that's that been reported.
1: Yeah. Seattle people. Right?
0: Here's what I hate. Honestly, good for him. Like, there's
1: just like. Take the job you want. Don't just take it. Like,
0: like, yes, it's competitive, but like, there's something to be said that he's happy in Detroit. He's still getting paid a shitload of money. Like, I I don't mind it at all. And this idea that, oh, he'll never get these chances again. Okay, maybe the offense dips and he's not as hot a name next year. But on average, over the past six years, eight and a half jobs open up a year in the NFL. He's going to get another shot. And like... Sure, he could go choose his quarterback in Washington. And I think that's interesting to to look at is Washington as this team that just can't seem to get a head coach, even though there's a new owner. And it's like, well, yeah, there might be a new owner, but you have to prove that, like, you're patient first because it's still I mean, an organization that doesn't, like, I think the way they handled Ron Rivera rubbed people the wrong way because they never gave him a shot. He never had a shot as soon as the new owner walked in the building. And I think the fact that he couldn't coach up to his merits and was just a lame duck coach from day one, I think that rubs guys the wrong way. And I think people see that and say, that's not an owner I want to work for. And I think they really screwed themselves by by treating Ron Rivera that way. And that's I that's why I preferred... think that happened.
1: My argument for Ben Johnson is why would you go to Washington and, and quote-unquote choose your QB and have to rebuild one when you've already done that with Detroit? You know? Like, like I I know that Jared Goff was not everybody's cup of tea, but Ben Johnson sure seems to know what, what does and does not work with Goff. And, like, I mean, I have a hard time arguing that Goff was the reason that the Lions lost. Because I actually think it was that third-down call that lost them that game as much as anything. But I digress. I don't know. I Like, Goff has been good. And and I think he's just going to continue and improve. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is going to get better. He's not going to have that same rookie mistake like he did fumbling in the the NFC Championship game. You know? So, I just – if you're Ben Johnson, why not run it back for one more year and go get a Super Bowl ring? And you're working for probably the best boss – in the NFL right now, with Dan Campbell, because he's yeah. just gonna give you, he's gonna give you free reign and let you do what you want to do, and Campbell's focusing on all the other stuff. That's a great situation to be in. Yeah, facts. Did you? Who, what was the best hire for you? Was it Raheem Morris?
0: Yeah, maybe. Because
1: re- for me, it's Harbaugh. It's the biggest yeah. no-brainer hire on the planet.
0: Harbaugh, sure. Harbaugh, sure. But a Charger, I, I just... I've done this too many times, Brian. I've learned my lesson. I'm not buying into Chargers hype this offseason. I refuse.
1: That's okay. I refuse. I don't think it's this year to be the Charger, that the, the Chargers become great. I think it's next year, but...
0: Yeah, I I, I refuse. And I, I think he's going to have bumps in the road. I know but people will say this is crazy. But for what they had to do, I think the Panthers did a hell of a job. For a team that apparently no one wants to touch with a 10-foot pole, and maybe Dave Canales is just like, oh, I'm not really getting offers. Like, you do have to say, the guy turned around Baker Mayfield. Like, he made Baker Mayfield look the best Baker Mayfield has ever looked. And you could credit that to McVay from his stint in Los Angeles, but you look at what he's going into. He's going into a situation where he has an undersized quarterback like Baker, Bryce Young has those same, those same concerns. A guy whose confidence is shot. Baker's confidence was shot after his last stint as a starter and a guy that I think he's just going to make things easy for Bryce Young. They have, they need to surround him with some talent. It's going to be hard to do. They're going to have to draft well. But I do think they did a really good job, and I like the hire. And I, I think they'll be a more watchable offense next year because I think Frank Wright came in and wasn't prepared for for what, what was, was happening. Canales knows what he's going into. He knows Bryce Young is the guy he has to work with, and he chose that job because he believes in Bryce Young. And I think... That makes me feel better about Bryce Young as a prospect, and it makes me feel better about the Panthers. Now, they they still don't have a stable ownership situation. If it goes terribly wrong, they're not going to have patience with him, probably, and they'll be idiots and fire him and and do this all again next year. But I think they did okay for, for, for a job that, quote, nobody wanted to get the coordinator that maybe put together the comeback player of the year, like, I don't know. Like, that's pretty good to me.
1: My question is going to be this with, with Canales. It's great if you can get the most out of Bryce Young. What about the rest of the team? Can yeah. you do that and handle all the other duties? And I think that's Yeah, where-
0: he's young. He doesn't have a ton of experience. It could go sideways. It could.
1: He, I, he's just got to get a great staff, right? And and yeah. that's where I think Tepper can be an advantage as an owner because there's no there's no cap on coach's salaries and that guy's not afraid to spend the money so you go out and get an incredible staff like and then you know this is i know canalis by name i don't know who his like you know what his coaching connections are and and everything like that i i think he's a great coach um you know like can he go out and get byron leftwich to come be the offense coordinator right And, and and maybe take some duties off of his plate i i don't that's going to be the curious part about it I mean he was in USC that's crazy he was at USC as a strength coach what if he brings in Pete Carroll like as an advisor yeah Yeah. he's got a lot of experience with Pete Carroll uh why am I Daryl Bevel maybe Bevel comes and works with him you know so like if you start getting some of those guys like I think Vic Fangio going to Philadelphia like that's going to be Fangio for, for the rest of the time and all eternity, right? Like people are just going to say, all right, here's a check, come fix our defense for a year and then you can take off, you know, you just know it's going to be good. Um, you know, can you get one of those guys at Carolina to handle the defense? And and I think that's the part about coaching. That's always unique because we always look at it. Dan Campbell. I think the unique part about his hire was like, he came out and just laid, you know, laid the, uh, the groundwork for who he was going to be and and how it was going to look. But the surprise part about it was the guys that he was able to get on staff, how much that staff loves working with him and the the, the care factor and the unique, you know, Dan Campbell, for all the fighting kneecap talk, he has a strong bond and connection to his players. And he has an emotional intelligence and a way of of dealing with people. That is very, very rare. That's, I think, a lot of the reason why he's had success. And the second part about it is he's allowed his coordinators to do their jobs, you know, and then had fun with it. So that's that's a huge question mark for Canales, but I think they're on a good track. It's just, you know, is Tepper going to let him cook? And then, like, I mean, to your point, man, like, Washington's in deep trouble here. Who do they get?
0: Aaron Glenn, who... I don't know. I mean, maybe he's the top guy right now. But Detroit's defense was not good this year. Like Does
1: Belichick win in Washington.
0: I you don't just think Belichick over the
1: raids and let him go. I think, I think
0: I don't. I don't think Belichick lands anywhere. To be you. I think it's a good thing you. for
1: him to take a year off, to the studio gig, reinvigorate himself, and also re reinstate his brand. Because right now his his brand is pu.
0: Yeah, and reports are he got close on Atlanta, but he wanted to bring the same staff. And like at some point, like I don't know. Like it he
1: just and, has to learn that you keep dragging your boys from destination to that. Like Joe
0: Judge can't be a coach forever. Like neither can Josh McDaniels for that matter. And like poor Matt Patricia, but those three guys, I feel bad for those three guys.
1: Um if the only way that you can function is with those guys in tow and the only way that those guys are proficient at their jobs is working for Belichick. There's a problem. Yeah. That that means that you're at the end of your rope. And I think this stuff, the experimentation with the multiple offensive coordinators, I get what he was trying to do. do, And I kind of like it. That is a huge risk to take in the NFL because it is, realistically it it should be like a a rotating position right like the offensive coordinator should from game to game change hats almost like a a scout right Like, like different like teams different guys scout different teams and so you should assign offensive coordinator duties to different guys based on you know whatever team it is that you're playing the problem is that there's so much that goes into play calling and rhythm and, and all that kind of stuff. That and that
0: disadvantages up. your players, too, to yes. have to learn so many offenses.
1: 100%, right? And guys hear different familiarity. So I heard of, uh, I heard a, a quote the other day that, that humans don't want happiness. They want comfort. And you put your guys into a position of discomfort all the time if you're doing that. And it shows. So, if you're going to do it, you've got to have elite, veteran, top talent, you know, Brady-level type guys across the board in order to make that happen. And, and, like I said, I see what Bill's trying to do, and I I respect it. But he's just a little too far ahead of the game in terms of, like, having the pieces and the people in place to get it done. So, and and then, you know, give it a year. Uh, take a breath, you know, go do TV, go do inside the NFL with Chris, Chris Long and, and, uh, Brian Clark, crack some jokes, showcase that personality, put on the Navy helmet a few times and get the people back in your quarter that you need to do, need to have in order to start fresh, right? Like, like, like get the people that need to get fired or, or need jobs or, or want to go learn the Belichick way that reinvest you know
0: hell go be an advisor at Navy for a year they they date you
1: <laughs> the best marketing move that Navy could ever have right you know and, and dig deep into the single wing you know let let it or go you know go work for the Chiefs you and Andy Reid team up and bring back the single wing for alright
0: Brian I cannot believe I'm saying this
1: but I need to stop boxing. we've done <laughs> We're almost at three hours, man. Like, like this
0: has been Rogan-esque, and I know you're gonna split this into two episodes, but it's been a, it's been a journey. Man, yeah, mind. this. to do this every week. This has been a massive journey. I don't I don't know how Rogan does it. I mean, three hours every day is a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. It's absurd. It's just absurd. I guess this is where we break out the spoons. But damn, man, that was fun. you next week and we'll talk about this. all right until then enjoy a lot of content here. so it's gonna take a fuck ton of time to time stuff, so let's, let's get to it until next time
1: bunch of love.